Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. I am Kristen Kelp and this is the coping confessional called, uh, this one's called Bunker Mode. So the coping confessional is a few weeks, we'll see how long it goes, of talking about um, how I personally am coping with life in general, uh, some things that I've observed, some things that I've noticed, some things that might be helpful. And the coping confessional is also about um, everyone, as far as I can see, everyone is a bit depressed at this moment. When you take away the vast majority of human contact and then you add a pandemic and everything that's going on in the world, depression is a very natural response to that. And oddly enough, uh, I've been dealing with and coping with and grappling with and trying to figure out in my own mind depression for more than two decades now. So I have a lot to say about it. And if you're the first, if this is your first experience with depression, um, God bless you. It's so difficult. And I also want to give some, some words to your experience and possibly help you feel less alone. Does that make sense? Um, so at some level, my job partly is to be a business coach and some spots are open in KK on tap. So at kristenkelp.com slash tap, feel free to take a look if you want me to help you grow your business, sustain your business, or just hold you accountable for doing the things you know you need to do in your business, which is sometimes a side effect of depression that you don't want to do anything and you don't care. You have total apathy. That's what I'm here for, kristenkelp.com slash tap. Check it out. Grab the brochure. It's available. It's good. As of this recording, um, there are three spots left in the February cohort. So kristenkelp.com slash tap. Make it happen. Take a look at business coaching. Um, even if you're like, dude, I don't need a business coach. I'm fine. Or I was fine, but then last year was just sort of hard. Yes. This year is also going to be hard. 2021 is not just like, and then COVID disappears one day and we return to the before. Um, So if you would like help sort of getting to the constant creative response phase and not the just absolute despair phase of running a business in this particular moment, I can help with that. That's all I'm going to say about it. So 
now that the threat of Trumpism has been like beaten back enough for science to once again appear on, you know, government websites, <laughs> um, I have enough energy to talk to you about 2021. Like, hello, hi, we did it. We made it. We're here. In some ways, and obviously I didn't know this until it happened, it feels like the this year didn't start for me personally in the United States until this week, until January 20th, when we saw a new president safely and peacefully installed in the United States government. I didn't realize that I was on some sort of like, ah, and then I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. Uh, I wept when Kamala was sworn in. I wept when Joe was sworn in. I wept for the duration of Amanda Gorman's poem. If you haven't yet heard it, Amanda Gorman, G-O-R-M-A-N, watch it now. So much better than listening to me. Honestly, honestly, she's amazing. Amanda Gorman's words are a living reminder that poetry can help us reach for and name our deepest struggles, as well as frame hope in such a way that we can feel it returning to us after being hidden for a long time. The inauguration was hopeful, and hopeful is a thing that has been in very short supply. So today, I want to share a metaphor that has helped me to weather the past year. I know a metaphor is a small thing, just a few words, but it's also an enormous thing. Naming what we're feeling has tremendous power, and naming it and dealing with it, not just shoving it down. Feeling less alone has tremendous power. Being able to articulate our experience has tremendous power. So let's get into some tremendous power. Let's talk bunker mode. I first heard this term at a workshop with Rob Bell and Liz Gilbert. An attendee said that she wrote a script for Hollywood and she had sold the rights to it. A film was made. The thrill of having her work made into a feature-length film was amazing. Like, life was amazing. And then it actually came out and there were reviews. The reviews were so bad, so mocking, so derisive, so lacking in any sort of positive critique that this woman stopped writing for years. She wanted to know how to start writing again. And if I, read, if I read the room correctly, she also wanted to know if she could start writing again, which is always what we fear if a talent of ours has gone dormant. Can I do that anymore? That's when Rob introduced this concept. I don't actually know if this is his concept or a psychological concept. It's just, I'm going to explain it the way that it was taught to me. Um, and I'm going to leave it outside of larger psychological or therapeutic issues because I am not a therapist. So I wonder, here's a concept. Here's how it was told to me. Here's the way it's worked on me in my life. Here's how it's helped me frame what I'm experiencing. And I'm going to pass that on to you, if that makes sense. Bunker, bunker mode is exactly as it sounds. Some vital and essential part of you goes into a bunker of the soul and refuses to come out. Circa 2021, most people I see are in some form of bunker mode. In practical example, on Wednesday, um, I had just had my hair repinked. Okay, so it's now like beyond shoulder length, fairly long, bright ass highlighter pink hair. And I was wearing a pink fascinator that was also about six inches tall. And I had to go to the grocery store. No one made eye contact with me. No one looked at me. No one giggled. No one made a comment. No one talked to me. In the before, circa 2019, I would have been talking to lots of people, 
like just joking and throwing some energy back and forth and making eye contact with kids and making babies giggle. And, and that's just the grocery store. Not a bit of attention. Luckily, it's not an attention-seeking thing. I'm just telling you, like, the, the level of interaction that is available with and from people is significantly decreased. That's bunker mode. In bunker mode, you're wildly disoriented. Like, the world used to work this way, and now it doesn't, right? That's pandemic. It's what the fuck is going on times all the things. All the things. Very few parts of our, our lives have not been touched by the crises of this particular global pandemic you are exhausted from trying to live up to new challenges you cringe or like your shoulders meet your ears you sort of duck when you hear the word unprecedented you're trying to adapt to new policies and norms whether at work at home in public in the grocery store at the best buy wherever uh, at a fundamental level, you're scared. Your sense of security in the world has been threatened. And frankly, if you're not scared of getting COVID, you should be, <laughs> right? Like, our, it's, it's a healthy level of scared that makes us wear masks and use our Purell and take our precautions instead of just being wild and crazy, oh, well, that's not going to happen to me, people. So you're in bunker mode. You retreat internally to that place where no other human can reach you, then hunker down and hang out, hoping no one will notice that you're gone. Or at least that's what I did. Because this is never about, I am just all above you and I've never done this shit. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> in bunker mode, we are surviving. We are not dreaming. We are not planning. We don't have that capacity. We are not processing our experiences, meaning that we are dealing with the past or even the present. We are not dealing with what is happening at any level. We are just surviving. And for me, the first challenge that presents is that our society does not allow for bunker mode. We point to those we perceive to be less fortunate and say those people are allowed to be upset. Those people are allowed to be freaking out. Those people are given permission to shut down. But you, no bunker mode for you. <laughs> no bunker mode. This is not okay. No matter what happens, you are not allowed to enter bunker mode. That's what our brain does. We expect ourselves to just keep swimming no matter what. And our asshole brain kicks in, right? Like, so what if we're facing a global pandemic and economic collapse, heightened calls for a white supremacist uprising, an actual fucking insurrection, and a few million lives lost around the planet? Just be normal, asshole brain says. Stop having feelings and deal with it, our asshole brain chides. Right? This is typical, standard asshole brain. So we push it down. We do our best to stop having feelings. We wring our hands in private, not in public. We want to talk about anything but reality. We eat to stop having feelings. We refresh the news with increasing regularity. We doom scroll, or at least I did. I have to cough. Please forgive me. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Whew. Objectively speaking, any one of the events of the past year is enough to trigger bunker mode. We go down deep into ourselves and or our screens and we don't come out until that threat is perceived to be over. Again, because I only know about this because I've been here. Personally, for me, uh, bunker mode was 
cemented when I saw a police drone the size of my Volkswagen Beetle hovering above the house in Portland last June. Um, I didn't know police drones the size of beetles existed. Forgive my naivete. I shook for days. Days. I could not concentrate. I had obsessive thoughts about living in a dystopian novel. I panicked. I cried. I withdrew. I did breath work as much as possible because I didn't want to withdraw. I started doing yoga to be able to cope with being alive. Again, I'm going to cough. Excuse me. (coughs) And that brings me to the big question. Are you in bunker mode at the moment? Because it was all about me, so it was safe to explore, right? Are you in bunker mode at the moment? If yes, you're in really good company. Almost every one of my clients is dealing with some form of bunker mode or another. Some industries no longer exist. In many cases, that's, the wedding industry is like, Ooh, how are we going to work with this? Other industries are on their knees, barely surviving, e.g. restaurants. Not one client, oddly enough, has reported that homeschooling children in addition to owning a business is the most fun thing ever. (laughs) Bunker mode is normal. And since part of my job is to share my deeply personal experiences and shine a light on the, hey, this is a universal human experience parts of my life, please allow me to share what I currently know about this phenomenon. When you find yourself in bunker mode, Lower your standards. I'm going to repeat that again because it's not something I say easily. It's not something I do easily. When you find yourself in bunker mode, lower your standards. I know you don't want to. I know that you're internally like, no, and you're having a tantrum. I know. I know. Maybe in 2019, you could bang out some portion of your work in 23 minutes, but now that same task takes more like an hour and a half. That's normal. That's everyone. Most people I talk to say they feel like they worked twice as hard to get half as much done in the recent past. It's hard to concentrate. It's hard to plan for the future. It's hard to know what's going to happen at any level in the coming year. There are so many things up in the air and so many logistics and so much is simply unknown. Instead of trying to hustle like it's 2019 and the before, beating yourself up for being unable to weather a global catastrophe unscathed, what if you acknowledge that 2021 is different? What if you don't hold yourself to unattainable standards of perfection just for this year? Like you can, you can pick them back up next year, but maybe can you take a year off from unattainable standards of perfection? What if you don't decide to quintuple your income by working five times harder just for this year? What if you let yourself rest and take breaks instead of doubling down on time at your desk just for this year? Because those things will help. If you put those things down, it's easier to be in bunker mode because then you aren't just freaking the fuck out about how you're not doing enough and you're not trying hard enough. Which brings me to... Screaming try harder at yourself in bunker mode doesn't help. (laughs) She says, from experience, I can confirm for you that screaming try harder at myself internally each day didn't help much. Neither did forcing myself to sit at my desk and work. Dreaming about holding workshops at various event locales around the world when the borders are closed and travel is banned made it worse. 
beating myself up for failing to bang out podcasts and other forms of communication at my standard, the before 2019 rate, made me feel like I had even less to say. Like, Kristen, you're a voice and you're not even fucking saying anything. What is this? Are you hiding? Are you a chicken shit? What is wrong with you? Try harder. Try harder. Try harder. That was my 2020. (laughs) And I'm laughing because, wow, is that not helpful? It's like if you're doing a workout and you're just on the ground panting, sweating, you can't catch your breath, you have no energy, you are at the brink of like just collapse, right? If your coach just gets up and yells at you, scream harder, try harder, try harder, try harder. Okay, that's not going to do a goddamn thing. Because there is a point at which uh, you've already collapsed on the ground sweating. Like it's yelling try harder won't help. What if you could be kind to your being and your body for weathering this unprecedented storm by going into bunker mode? What if you could just for a second, and if you can't do it with yourself, do it with me. Think about like, oh my God, of course she went into bunker mode when she saw the police drone the size of her Volkswagen Beetle and she was living in Portland, which was like number one top of the Guardian international headline news for a time. Of course she went into bunker mode. Now, allow me to be kind about you and your life. What happened that put you into bunker mode? And if you told me that, do you think I would be like, ah, yeah, you stupid fucking asshole. You can't be in bunker mode. No. Or would I be like, of course you're in bunker mode. Of course. So if you can't be kind to yourself in this instance, can you let me be kind to you and say, what if you could just be kind to you for weathering this storm by going into bunker mode? Because of course you went into bunker mode. It makes perfect sense. It's not wrong. It's not bad. And it might be where you are for a while. What if you could find ways to be kind to your spirit and your body each day? And I don't mean in some sort of white ass wellness sense. I don't need you to buy a program. I don't need you to do anything specific except what is it that is kind to your spirit for you? What is it that is kind to your body? And then how can you be kind to your spirit and your body each day? And that might be two minutes of meditation and you walk around the block. I'm not talking expense and I'm not talking a big time investment. It's just a daily, hey, I'm here, I am here, I am here. What if you're not wrong for being freaked out? Who isn't freaked out? And if you're not freaked out, are you paying attention? Because a lot of systems are failing around the world. This is not a United States centric podcast. It's just, there's a lot of shit going down. You're not wrong for being freaked out and your body going into bunker mode is just trying to preserve you in some capacity. So what if you're not wrong? You can deal with what is, you're in bunker mode, but making yourself wrong for it is actually just a layer of suffering that you're adding to yourself via asshole brain. What if it's okay to feel overwhelmed, anxious, grief-stricken, and hopeful, all in the course of a few minutes or even seconds. Um, watching the inauguration was 100% like I feel overwhelmed and anxious and grief-stricken and hopeful. I feel like nothing has changed and everything has changed. I feel like white supremacy has overtaken this nation. And also, there is a president who acknowledges that white supremacy is a thing, which is more than we had last time, except for you know his 
inciting an insurrection? Um, what if it's okay to feel everything that you're feeling? What if all of your feelings are valid? And again, you don't have to beat yourself up for having feelings. We all have feelings. Just, it's okay. What if your thriving in the coming year could be measured by anything except the traditional trappings of success? Minutes meditated versus dollars made. Paintings painted versus followers gained. Words written versus books sold. Because there are some things we have control over. Minutes meditated, paintings painted, words written. And there are some things that are largely out of our control no matter our best efforts. And that would be dollars made, followers gained, sales created. We can put a shit ton of work toward that and it may or may not work out. But minutes meditated, we have control over. Paintings painted, control. Words written, control. So what if you could make your thriving and surviving 2021 about things you actually have control over and then commit to doing your best effort for the things you don't have control over? It might make a big difference. And then finally, what if you set your own standards for your time in bunker mode and you let those standards be joy-based? So what if the standard is you just, you take a walk, every single day and that's your standard your standard can be work related it can be business related it can be joy related it can be anything but if you set your standards for your time in bunker mode which is lowering your expectations right then you can meet those standards and still be aligned with yourself with your deepest values and with who you are because even when you're in bunker mode your deepest self remains unchanged So regardless of where you're existing at this moment, I hope this podcast helps you frame your experiences within the context of normalcy. So like you're behind on email, obviously. You're overwhelmed by all the changes to the world as you know it. You mourn the before, of course. You're afraid of contracting corona, but you're unable to stay inside for every moment of every day or you'll lose your sanity. Me friggin' too, of course. We're not meant to just like sit inside and be scared of having a virus all day. You're not alone, you're not broken, and you are, whether you like it or not, deeply loved. If you would like my support for weathering 2021 in your business, bunker mode or not, um, coaching spots are open. Through KK on Tap, you'll work with me and about 20 fellow tappers for a full year. If you would like to make more money and meaning in your business, keep yourself accountable for doing your work in the world, or deepen your experience of being alive on this planet, I am ready to help. Head to kristenkalp.com slash tap and check it out, or shoot me an email and ask for more info. Totally okay. K at kristenkalp.com. And always, 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 I would love to hear from you. Not a joke, not a fucking thing that I say in order to get more whatever, not a strategic move, just like, talk to me. It is 2021. I am a voice in a house. I do not get to see many people. I talk to a lot of people on the phone, but I don't get to see many people. So feel free to shoot me an email, k at kristenkelp.com. Tell me everything. May you find the resources you need to survive in bunker mode. May you be kind, truly kind to yourself when you're unable to do what was easy for you in the before. May you rest when you need to rest, eat when you need to eat, and work when you need to work. May you feel 
47% alone for having heard these words. And may you know that bunker mode cannot and will not last forever, even when asshole brain says it will. I love you, and I will talk to you so soon. Bye. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine, while quietly, or not so quietly, scream-sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month, on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.